It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. We will know our disinformation program is complete when everything the American public believes is false. That's a quote from William Casey, CIA director from 1981 to 1987. The CV-19 scenario continues to capture center stage on every mainstream media theater. More on that subject in a moment, but what are we not being told? What converging catastrophes are the controllers doing their absolute best to hide from populations until the last possible moment? While the mainstream media weapon of mass distraction and deception is doing their best to fuel and foment racial and societal division with their nonstop coverage of anything and everything that will further that agenda. This is Dane Wigington. You're listening to the Non-Political Global Alert News Hour, brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, bringing you the news that none of us wish was so, but that we must collectively face if we as a species, along with our once-thriving planet, are to have any chance of even near-term survival. If you don't believe the horizon is this dark, I understand. The smoke and mirrors of industrialized, militarized society and the mainstream media weapon of mass distraction is a challenge to see through. But stick with me through this broadcast. Investigate the data presented for yourself. That is the primary purpose of this broadcast. What are official sources and mainstream media telling us? Just do everything we tell you to do and your lives will soon go back to normal. Anyone that believes that is living in a very dark place. Mainstream media sources are playing the part of criminal accomplices to the ongoing and accelerating crimes of their power structure paymasters. Any that are still clinging to the belief that the controllers at the top actually care about them or their posterity need to clear the lens through which they see the world. The power structure is not interested in ensuring the continued unchecked proliferation of populations on a dying planet with rapidly dwindling resources. No, Rather, they believe it is their right, no, they believe even their responsibility, to decide the fate of us all. And while considering this, remember, the controllers couldn't do what they do without the active or passive support of the majority population. We have seen the enemy, and he is us. In the meantime, UVC radiation is bombarding Earth's surface. Global climate engineering operations are the core causal factor. This factor alone is a near-term existential threat, as is the triple nuclear meltdown in Fukushima, with no technology to fix it, no known technology, and no end in sight. And there are 440 additional nuclear plants all over the globe that require several decades to shut down in the most safe manner possible, which is still not adequate. But when grids shut down all over the globe, how many Fukushimas will we then face? Last week, I took a trip through some of California's agricultural regions. The orchards look from bad to worse. Many of the trees surrounding the perimeter of large commercial orchards are in horrible condition or dead. The perimeter trees are the most exposed to the intense UVB and UVC radiation. California's agricultural production is waning, and that trend will continue to accelerate rapidly. And though there are many related factors, climate engineering operations are core to the equation. To learn more, search this title online, 
engineered drought catastrophe target California. That is the warning by geodreamwatch.org given now seven years ago of exactly what would happen if the climate engineering operations were allowed to continue, and that is exactly what has happened and will continue to happen. Plankton, a bottom-line building block for life on Earth, is being annihilated by the increasingly intense UV radiation, a result of Earth's collapsing ozone layer. Global plankton populations have already declined from 60 to 70%, and the numbers are still plummeting. No plankton, no people. Simple. The same story is playing out on countless existential fronts. Insect populations are crashing globally. Wildlife, the same. Fisheries, the same. It's truly perplexing that so many human beings, even at this late hour, have been trained to believe that as long as McDonald's and Walmart are open for business, we don't need nature. The folly of such a belief, of such conclusions, are about to hit home with a fury that few can yet imagine or comprehend. Question. Why do people believe what they believe? I'll take a deeper look at that question shortly in this broadcast. Stay tuned. But in summary, from the CB19 scenario to climate engineering to unfolding environmental collapse, the vast majority, again, hear only what they want to hear. The majority choose to believe only what they want to believe. An honest investigation of available facts and data are all too often completely ignored and even consciously not heard. On the subject of breaking data, let's take a dive into the headlines from last week, the bad news kind. Let's start with this, another pathogen that many are not conscious of anymore because mainstream media isn't shining any light on this, but it's a pathogen that may be closer to home for all of us than any of us would like to believe. Congo fends off new Ebola threat, but for how long, the report asks. New strains of pathogens popping up all over the planet. That's interesting, isn't it? Let's look at this new report while we're considering that. From the La Jolla Institute of Immunology, quote, shape-shifting Ebola virus protein exploits human RNA to change shape. The report states the human genome contains the instructions to make tens of thousands of proteins. Each protein folds into a precise shape. Biologists are taught that defined shape dictates the protein's destined function. Tens of thousands of singular shapes drive the tens of thousands of needed functions. The point to consider, the general population knows far too little, to in fact nothing in many cases, about the subjects of RNA or mRNA, i.e. messenger RNA, a subject that now has a very direct implication for countless individuals, rapidly increasing percentages of the human population. Is this near total lack of public knowledge on this subject exactly what the power structure wants? Yes, exactly what they want and exactly how they want to keep it. More headlines. Biotechnology provides limitless ways to kill billions of people. That's a headline. I'm only reading the headline. That's a scientifically indisputed potential scenario. Another headline from last week. All of these from last week. CDC pauses Johnson & Johnson injection, citing, quote, rare blood clots. How rare are they, really? More on that later in this broadcast. Another headline from last week, COVID-19 third wave in Germany, toughest yet, says Merkel, as states reportedly agree to lockdown extension. And now this headline from last week. Let's plug this into the equation. Quote, the most remarkable aspect of the unprecedented lockdowns is the widespread compliance. 
without question, without investigation, without consideration of the science that was available before this particular event seems to have altered the science on many fronts related to this scenario. Just aspects to consider. I'm only pointing out the questions that should be asked. That's all. To ask them and to find the answers is up to all of us. Another headline from last week. U.S. Navy draws mockery after adding a mask to the eagle in Service Branch's logo on Twitter. This is much like the children's cartoons that have aerosol dispersions, jet aircraft aerosol dispersions in the background of the children's animated films. Why do you think that is? starts to normalize the insane. And that's what the power structure is so incredibly proficient at. As the quote I stated at the beginning of this broadcast makes clear. Another headline, the head of Denmark's health agency keels over and drops unconscious during a press release on decision to stop using AstraZeneca vaccines. This is on film. Encourage anybody to watch it. It's quite compelling. Certainly was not fake. She hit the ground with tremendous force as she collapsed during this statement. Another headline, COVID-19 vaccine still does not mean you can't eat and drink indoors. In quote, Fauci states, seems the bar is always being moved, doesn't it? You think that's an accident? You decide. Another headline, Rand Paul states Anthony Fauci acting as a quote, petty tyrant. I would argue with that statement. There's nothing petty about what's going on. Nothing at all. And although we hear this kind of criticism from some in the bought and paid for U.S. government in every branch of the government, we don't ever really see any tangible action, do we? Just a little mudslinging to make the public think that someone is fighting for them somewhere. Couldn't be further from the truth. Another headline from last week, up to 80% in Sicily refuse AstraZeneca vaccine, states the president. That's from France 24. That's a mainstream news source. Again, we don't see much about that in the U.S. Another headline from last week. Latest VAERS data. That's the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. That's the CDC's system, the Centers for Disease Control. Show vaccine injury trends continue. The CDC fails to respond to press inquiries on this subject. No surprise. No transparency. Only secrecy and criminality. It's a giant cancer that is metastasized throughout the world. And there is global cooperation between governments. Make no mistake about that. More on that later in this broadcast. Another headline from last week. Colorado vaccination site shuts down after several adverse reactions. That was a J&J site. Another headline. Former Pfizer vice president's warning. Quote, your government is lying to you. End quote. Takes a lot of courage for an individual in that position to step forward. Research further what he had to say online. Another headline, dystopian nightmare as European Court of Human Rights rules mandatory vaccination is legal. This is the Court of Human Rights ruling that you don't have the right to decide what is or isn't injected into your body. We live in an insane asylum. It's getting more insane by the day. Another headline, European plans for, quote, vaccine passports were in place 20 months prior to the pandemic. Just a coincidence? You decide. Another headline. St. Vincent residents who have not taken COVID vaccine are banned from being evacuated following volcano eruptions. Talk about a second-class citizen in that case. Question. How many think that centrally controlled agendas and objectives are being carried out? Raise your hand. 
How many think that? My goal on this broadcast is to provide pieces of the puzzle, and you can decide where they fit into the broader picture. On that note, this headline related, Pope Francis calls for, quote, global governance, end quote, and, quote, universal vaccines in a letter to Globalist Financial Summit. Another headline, South African variant of CV-19 may evade protection from Pfizer vaccine, Israeli study states. Think of the absurdity that when no vaccination has ever been successfully made for any COVID strain before CV-19 or any version of the common cold for that matter, and now suddenly we have perhaps a dozen different versions of CV-19 vaccines, and we're told that all of them are good for anything that comes along. But that narrative is starting to break down, isn't it? And doesn't common sense tell us that something is very wrong? Something is horribly wrong with this narrative? We're told to trust and do what we're told. Let's keep sorting through some pieces of the puzzle. Private defense contractor firm FLIR wins DARPA contract to develop next-generation combat suits for biowarfare. Why the sudden need for those? Another headline, the pandemic is a consequence of war. We stand at a precipice of extinction. This is all part of the headline. When we wage war on the biodiversity of our forests, our farms, and in our guts, our microbiome and our intestines, we wage war on ourselves. Certainly, there are parts of that headline that are true. But to imply that the CV-19 scenario is a random act of nature does not hold up when any legitimate investigation of the facts, available facts, indisputable facts, is done. Next headline, U.S. backs Japan's controversial move to release contaminated water into the sea as if the ocean is not dead enough. Great Barrier Reef, all but dead. Much larger marine ecosystems, the kelp forests around the world, which I have tried to point out again and again and again, they are all but completely decimated around the south coast of Australia, 95% gone, the coast of California, 95% gone, and I spent such a massive part of my life in these ecosystems alone in solitude for hours and days, and over the course of many years, hundreds and hundreds of hours with seals, with so many types of species, and now those ecosystems are gone. And I can scarcely bear to consider that. And the death of the ocean is accelerating by the day. And now the U.S. is backing Japan to just dump this nuclear waste into the sea. And again, there is no known technology to fix Fukushima. And there is no end in sight. Triple nuclear volcano, existential threat by itself if other factors don't do the job first. And based on all available data, those other factors will do the job first if we remain on the current course. Next headline. From last week, airborne plastic pollution is, quote, spiraling around the globe, in quote, study finds. That's from the UK Guardian and other sources. Plastic or polymer nanoparticulates are named specifically in climate engineering patents. And although there is a massive amount of plastic pollution all over the planet that's degrading and disintegrating and becoming a part of the food chain in many ways or becoming ubiquitous in the environment, these uniform, in so many cases, plastic nanoparticulates are most directly connected to climate engineering operations. They're showing up everywhere from Mount Everest to the North Pole to the South Pole. And 
There's a factor in this equation that mainstream media or any official source will not admit to. Again, the climate engineering, aerosol operations, heavy metals, and polymers being dispersed in skies all over the globe. That's an indisputable fact. We have up-close film footage of these tankers, of military tankers and private aircraft as well. Nozzles visible, turning dispersions on and off. End of the debate. It's happening. Lab tests prove these particles are coming down on us. Again, the geoengineeringwatch.org documentary, The Dimming, Available on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org will provide proof of what heavy aircraft are emitting in our skies. Another headline. Russia warns U.S. to stay away for, quote, its own good as Ukraine standoff intensifies. No matter what conflict is occurring between major powers at the surface, behind the scenes, they are all colluding and cooperating on issues like CB-19 and climate engineering. It cannot be otherwise. The cross-border ramifications, for example, in the case of climate engineering, make it virtually impossible for any country to carry these operations out without affecting the entire planet. We have Senate documents as long as 800 pages at geoengineeringwatch.org proving the intergovernmental cooperations. Nearly all nations on the planet are either actively or passively participating in the climate engineering operations, with some exceptions. Iran is one, for example. On that note, IDF chief, that's the Israeli Defense Force, Hints at Israeli involvement in recent alleged attacks on Iran. That's from the Times of Israel. You can read the article. You can decide. Another headline. Israel tells International Criminal Court it doesn't have authority to investigate crimes in Palestinian territories. Remember how many times we were reminded of the UN mandates that Saddam Hussein was in violation of? The violations from Israel of UN mandates is exponentially larger Why is there no coverage of that? You decide. Let's cover a few of last week's headlines on the consume endlessly on a finite planet with finite resources, Ponzi scheme, house of cards. This headline, again from last week, U.S. CPI, March 2021. That's the Consumer Price Index that has been released now. It states consumer prices rise more than expected. Everything is worse than expected or rising more than expected. That's not true for those at the top. They know exactly what's going on. They simply lead people to believe that somehow everything will magically get better if they just do what they're told. Not going to happen. Another headline. From American dream to American nightmare. That's the headline. The notion that anything is going back to normal or that somehow we're going to get this economy rolling forward again so we can consume what little is left of Earth's life support systems. That's going to be a very rough ride indeed, and the ride is already underway. Another headline, Biden nominee to head the ATF was involved in Waco massacre, Oklahoma City bombing, Ruby Ridge, and the Fast and Furious event. What a great choice for that post. And if you think it was any different overall during the previous administration or the one before that or the one before that, going all the way back to Kennedy, who was the last holder of the White House, occupant of the White House, to truly draw a line in the power structure, and he didn't live long after he did that. And since that point in time, every occupant of the White House has just been a different form of puppet for the power structure, generally used to divide and polarize populations. Next headline, more economic reality. Visualizing the plunging purchasing power of the U.S. dollar. The dollar is the global reserve currency is coming to an end, and it is that fact, the dollar being the global reserve currency, that has allowed the empire of the U.S. 
to expand as far as it did. And how did that happen? After World War II, when it became clear to the world that the U.S. not only had nuclear weapons, but was willing to use them on innocent civilian populations. And that's exactly what Hiroshima and Nagasaki were, innocent civilian populations when Japan was already beaten, already trying to find a way to concede. But in using those weapons in the way that they did, it allowed agreements to be made that forced the dollar as the global reserve currency, and thus those who print the dollars could, did, and continue to print as much as they want for whatever they want, as long as anybody's willing to take the dollar. But that's changing rapidly. Another headline, global food costs keep climbing in threat to consumer wallets. That's just the beginning, just the beginning. When there's nothing on the shelf, then the fun will really start, and we're Fairly close to that point. Another headline. More than a year later, Americans have no idea where $9 trillion of Fed money went. Let's go back further of what we know from the late 90s. About $30 trillion missing from the Pentagon. $30 trillion. Back to the subject I just covered. The printers of the global reserve currency printed money from thin air have been printing whatever they want for whatever they want. But we would always be wise to remember and consider when the Earth's life support systems collapse, and they are collapsing by the day, All the printed money in the world won't mean anything. Another headline. Quote, at the rate we're running out of semiconductors, we may not have to wait for an EMP, that's an electromagnetic pulse, to take down almost everything. Other factors are doing the job first. That's what the headline implies. Along the same theme, this headline, also from last week, drought in Taiwan pits chip makers against farmers. From that report, the island is going to great length to keep water flowing to its all-important semiconductor industry, including shutting off irrigation to legions of rice growers. How much sense does that make? It's a bit like the ethanol in the U.S. to turn food into fuel for our SUVs. There's no sanity in this equation. Absolutely none. Another headline, same front. Farmers fight back. French and Croatians protest seed law and takeover of food. Oh, let's not forget, who's the largest farmland owner in the U.S., as I covered in a previous broadcast now? Bill Gates. Same one involved with the Doomsday Seed Vault in the Arctic. Same one involved with Monsanto, CV-19, now ongoing climate engineering experimentation, which in that case is simply a red herring to distract populations from the fact that global climate engineering operations have been ongoing for over 75 years. Smoke, mirrors, mass distraction, and total tyranny. That's what we face collectively. And in regard to that rapidly metastasizing tyranny, a reminder of the quote covered at the beginning of this broadcast, we'll know our disinformation program is complete when everything the American public believes is false. These two U.S. corporate media headlines fit completely into this part of the puzzle. Here's one headline. Why we believe alternative facts. In quote. What is the meaning of that corporate media headline? It means that we're not allowed to even examine, quote, alternative facts. And an alternative fact means anything and everything that in any way disputes the official narrative. Another headline, same theme, also from corporate U.S. media. Quote, why do we believe what we read on the Internet? Question mark. What an absurd statement that is. When you can access the original peer-reviewed science reports online, we're told by corporate media that we are not supposed to even consider that. Just listen to CNN or Fox or MSNBC or one of the other corporate media criminal disinformation 
weapons of mass distraction. This includes RTTV, includes Democracy Now!, includes CGTV, the Chinese TV. They're all, in various forms, pumping out disinformation because all of them are on the umbilical of the global controllers. And again, including reports like Democracy Now!, that I've covered in the past, that I once paid for out of my pocket... Into five figures I paid to have Democracy Now! aired because I thought it was truly an independent news outlet until I found out that Democracy Now! is funded by the Ford Foundation and they are dictated to as to what they can cover and what not. PBS, public broadcasting system, the same. And all of them telling us we're not allowed to look at alternative facts. We shouldn't believe anything we find on the internet, even if we can find the original peer-reviewed science studies there. Not allowed. From a report titled, Why We Believe, Only What We Want to Believe, consider this. Human beings want to be sure of everything. We tend to believe that our opinions are very well informed and valid, even though we often don't know why we think the way we do. It's not uncommon for these characteristics to outweigh reason itself. This is why it is said that we only hear what we want to hear. This condition is due to what is known as selective attention and its functioning. Selective attention consists of only focusing on determined aspects, leaving the other unwanted or unpleasant information aside, especially when it comes to opinions and beliefs. It might seem logical to act that way because paying attention to everything around us is not cognitively possible. However, this form of behavior can turn into a cognitive bias that stops us from perceiving reality adequately, or worse, perceiving reality at all. The information we choose through our attention mechanism doesn't always have to be the most valid or relevant. We rather try to pay attention only to the things that confirm our beliefs or opinions. That's why, in the end, so many, again, only hear what they want to hear. In regard to selective attention and its effects, one way or another, we always pay attention to some realities more than others. Again, our cognitive system has limitations. It focuses only on some aspects and ignores others in order to function correctly. This is an adaptive response to avoid an overload in the processing of all the sensory information we are constantly bombarded by. Selective attention can, and all too often does, make us become closed-minded. If we hear something that questions our beliefs or opinions, most automatically build up a wall of rejection and simply hear, again, what we want to hear and believe what we want to believe, no matter how compelling and verifiable the evidence is to the contrary. As a rule, we do this without even realizing it. For example, we surround ourselves with people who think like us, or at least very similarly, We tend to exclude other people because we assume our differences will cause conflicts. For this very reason, we look for environments that reinforce our beliefs. Since everyone around us thinks the same way we do, we believe our opinion is the one that's right, even if it's anything but. The selective attention bias isn't the only influential form of bias. In fact, there's another bias through which we only hear what we want to hear. It's termed confirmation bias. Confirmation bias refers to the tendency to look for evidence that validates our pre-existing and often pre-programmed thoughts and beliefs while ignoring the evidence that questions our beliefs or casts doubt on them. We do this almost unconsciously. If we're presented with information or a person contradicts our beliefs, we tend to reject them. We don't study the validity of what they're saying. We just decide not to believe in their arguments, information, or data. 
even if what they say makes sense, even if their information is completely verifiable, far too many will find a way to turn the equation around and to make it match their own beliefs. Far too many on every side of the manufactured political and societal divides are not even interested in knowing what they're not being told. The first effect of keeping ourselves in a position where we only hear what we want to hear is getting stuck in a possible mistake. We deprive ourselves of learning, expanding our horizons, and getting to know the truth. This might, and all too often does, lead to other problems, such as being willfully blind to impending threats. This is a primary example. Countless converging existential threats are rapidly closing in on all of us. And even now, how few are even willing to gaze at the wider horizon, let alone to try and comprehend it? Denial won't be an option much longer. Hiding from reality, pretending it isn't so, doesn't make it go away. Again, it's like hiding in your cabin on the Titanic as it goes down. It will not stop the ship from sinking. The controllers are using every option they have to pacify populations until total collapse hits at full velocity. On the subject of impending threats, the collapse of Earth's life support systems is, always has been, and always will be the bottom line. All other threats are ultimately and often intimately related. This includes the controller response to unfolding biosphere collapse. This includes the CV-19 scenario. A few example headlines, more details to come. First, West Coast heat and the jet stream from midweek Mid-April, the engineered winter weather whiplash cooled down further east. The ridiculously resilient ridge of high pressure again stationed over the west. The northern hemisphere jet stream pattern in the eastern Pacific and over the continental U.S. has to be seen to be believed. And there's no question, there's not a meteorologist alive that doesn't know what's going on. None of them with the courage to band together and stand up. Let's hope that that changes soon. They're pushing the moisture up and around California. There's a massive bubble of high pressure pushing down in the air mass in California that's going to bring extremely warm temperatures, some in the mid-90s in Northern California, while it's going to be snowing again further east. Denver and parts of the East Coast, the engineered winter weather scenario. For parched and scorched California, the scheduled rain, comes late and less when it comes at all. A NASA satellite image from last week was profoundly shocking. A perfectly circular bubble stretching out over the U.S. West Coast and back again, blocking any and all moisture from coming on shore. The high-pressure dome, the ridiculously resilient ridge that is a result of ionosphere heater installations, circulates clockwise in the Northern Hemisphere. That spins the Pacific moisture up and around parts of the western U.S. or western North America and back down into portions of the central and eastern U.S. where that moisture is chemically nucleated, causes a surface cool down. These are patented processes of chemical ice nucleation for weather modification. And the engineered winter events are highly theaterized by all the weather disinformation agencies, the cowards that cover the tracks of the climate engineers. Another headline from last week. More details in a moment, but here's the headline. California could see terrible wildfire season due to drought and, quote, climate change. And no mention of the elephant in the equation, climate engineering. There can be no legitimate discussion about the climate or the state of the climate from any perspective without first and foremost addressing climate engineering. 
And about the wildfire season in California, there's no could, may, might be terrible. It's going to be terrible. The fuel moisture here is at record setting lows, astounding lows. More on that in a moment. But from this report, it states wildfire season could be, again, could, may, might be more intense and arrive sooner in California this year because of a statewide drought and a two-year-long rain deficit. That's not a forecast. That's, in fact, the scheduled weather. And in the meantime, while parts of Northern California hit record, again, temperatures pushing the mid-90s in mid-April, another round of snow is falling in Denver and parts of the East Coast. And if you think such extreme contrasts are random acts of nature, think again. And about this being a, quote, two-year drought, what an absolute lie that is. This is the worst drought in over 1,200 years, and that's what the science studies state. Again, more in a moment. And by the way, the drought I'm referring to is the one that is worsening by the day in California. In a moment, many more breaking frontline reports covering the most critical issues we collectively face. First, I want to express my deepest gratitude to each and every individual that's doing their best to stay informed, to wake others with credible data from a credible source, and by doing so, helping to turn the tide of insanity. Thank you for making your voices heard in this most critical effort to sound the alarm. It is our collective efforts that can yet make a difference. This is Dane Wigington. You're listening to the Global Alert News Hour, episode number 297 in a row, April 17th, 2021. This is the bad news broadcast, but it's critical information that covers the issues we must face if we're to have any chance of changing course. This commercial-free frontline news broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org and paid for by geoengineeringwatch.org. This news hour is broadcast on... AM and FM stations in Northern California, on the East Coast, in the Southern U.S., in Chicago, San Antonio, Texas, Birmingham, Alabama, Tampa, Florida, and hopefully soon in other locations on the U.S. West Coast. Recordings of this broadcast can be accessed at geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent radio and top stories sections. The latest geoengineeringwatch.org awareness raising materials can be ordered from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for our approximate cost of producing and shipping. As I've stated so many times, a picture is worth a thousand words. It's much more effective to pass on credible printed data than pointing at the sky and ranting at someone. Doing so can immediately trigger program biases and belief systems, as I covered earlier in this broadcast. Pass on printed data results much more profound. For those in the Reading area of Shasta County, California, you can pick up free geoengineeringwatch.org materials from the vitamin section at Orchard Nutrition. The new groundbreaking documentary film on climate engineering operations titled The Dimming is posted on the top of the geoengineeringwatch.org homepage. This film has been made available to view for free. Our only goal is to sound the alarm, to wake populations all over the world to what is being done to them by their own governments without their knowledge or without their consent. View it. Share the dimming link with others. Please help us in this most critical battle to expose and halt the climate engineering insanity. Once and for all. On the subject of biosphere collapse, this new report headline from last week, titled, We are living in a climate emergency and we're going to say no. From the report, it's time to use a statement that more than 13,000 scientists agree is needed. The report states that Scientific American published an article about a study entitled, quote, World Scientist Warning of Climate Emergency, end quote. At the time, more than 11,000 scientists from 153 countries had signed a report to signify their agreement that the world is facing a climate emergency that requires bold action. As of early April, another 2,100 scientists had signed on. As the 
Scientific American article stated the adverse effects of climate change are much more severe than expected and now threaten both the biosphere and humanity. The report continues, every effort must be made to reduce emissions and increase removal of atmospheric carbon in order to restore the melting Arctic and end the deadly cycle of damage that the current climate is delivering. Let me finish a few more statements from this report, then I'll tell you what's wrong with it, and then I'll weave it into what else we're facing. Report states journalism should reflect what science says. The climate emergency is here. The statement we have issued, i.e. the scientists, was coordinated by a covering climate now global journalism initiative with more than 400 media partners. The report then states the following. The planet is heating up way too fast. It's time for journalism to recognize that the climate emergency is here. Hard not to stop there for a moment. It's time for the climate science community to acknowledge the climate engineering elephant in the sky. Total deception in every arena and everybody pointing at everybody else. A circus of insanity. The report then states, why quote, the word emergency, because the words matter, the report states, to preserve a livable planet, humanity must take action immediately. Failure to slash the amount of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere will make the extraordinary heat, storms, wildfires, ice melt of 2020 routine and could, quote, render a significant portion of the earth uninhabitable, warned the Scientific American article. Total half-truths at best. Is the meltdown of the planet real? Absolutely. We have been horrible stewards of planet Earth in too many ways to even begin to cover in this broadcast. But what is missing from this equation? In regard to the droughts and wildfires, the single biggest factor is absolutely climate engineering. The laws of physics make that clear. Climate engineering, to deflect some of the Earth's incoming daytime thermal energy, is trapping that energy at night is destroying the ozone layer, is disrupting the hydrological cycle, is contaminating the entire surface of the planet, is creating more dry lightning because of the ionization of the atmosphere. These are electrically conductive particulates that are being sprayed into our skies. The atmosphere holds 7% more moisture for every degree C of warming, but that is not occurring. Overall global precipitation is declining, not increasing, and that can't happen without a factor that we are not being told about, and that factor is climate engineering. It is the biggest untold story on the planet, period. It holds life on Earth in the balance, and it's not going to render part of the Earth uninhabitable. We are all done on the current course, all of us, including those in power who may think they can hide underground for a while, but that won't matter much if a runaway scenario occurs, which appears to be occurring now, which means the planet turns into a true sister to Venus. No one gets out alive. We've triggered too many feedback loops. If we don't stop climate engineering, stop industrialized, militarized civilization's destruction on the planet, and allow the planet to respond to the damage done on its own, we're done. But the first and most critical leap we can take in the right direction is to expose the climate engineering, a.k.a. weather warfare, assault. A task which neither the climate science community or any mainstream journalist have shown the courage to even begin to address. And the final statement from this Scientific American report, which is completely relevant as I weave it into everything else, the media's response to COVID-19 provides a useful model. Guided by science, journalists have described the pandemic as an emergency, chronicled its devastating impacts, and called out disinformation and told audiences how to protect themselves. What an absolute pack of lies and disinformation that very statement is, as if the corporate media has told us anything resembling the truth or the science or the origins of CV-19. Nothing even resembling the truth. And here we have the climate science community 
advocating for that type of disinformation to be plugged into the climate disseminating information and then claiming that anything that disputes this information is, quote, disinformation. All of this is just different forms of distraction and disinformation from all of these mainstream sources telling us, at best, a sliver of the truth woven in to a massive canvas of lies. That's what this is. So, again, the climate science community telling us how wonderfully corporate journalists have covered the CV-19 scenario. Let's examine that. Here's the headline from last week. Quote, many millions have been vaccinated against the coronavirus. This is from CNN News, by the way. 396 were later hospitalized with COVID-19. Clearly, CNN and all mainstream media is tasked with downplaying the negative news on the injections. Stop and consider this headline, which I just covered. Millions vaccinated with what we are told is a proven preventative. The official number hospitalized, they are stating on the CNN article, is 396. But shouldn't we ask this question? How many of the vaccinated ended up with CV-19, but either didn't choose to go to the hospital or didn't report that they contracted CV-19? How many? Consider that the CDC's VAERS site, that's the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, is estimated to reflect less than 10% of the actual vaccine reaction events. Some estimates are as low as 1%. So shouldn't we ask, how many have actually been affected? And this question, why do so few even seem to care that we are being lied to on a colossal level? So many citing what they feel are facts, backing them up with, quote, I heard it somewhere, or someone told me that, or... I don't know who to believe because they never bothered to investigate themselves, not climate engineering, not the background information on CV-19 that we're not being told. So from the CV-19 scenario and all that it entails to the state of the biosphere and the climate engineering onslaught, again, only honest and objective investigation can lead to logical and rational conclusions, not feel good, just think happy thoughts, Pollyanna conclusions, rather a view of what's coming, what is already unfolding. Through a clear lens, only in this way can we have any chance of changing course. Another headline from theconversation.com and other sources. New COVID variants have changed the game and vaccines will not be enough. We need global, quote, maximum suppression. What does that mean? The report states new variants of concern have emerged and spread worldwide, putting current pandemic control efforts, including vaccinations, at risk of being derailed. But simply, the report states the game has changed and a successful global rollout of current vaccines by itself is no longer a guarantee of victory. Their words. No one is truly safe from COVID-19 until everyone is safe, the report states. Doesn't that sound like packaged propaganda by itself? Because it is. The report continues. We are in a race against time to get global transmission rates low enough to prevent the emergence and spread of new variants. The report states the danger is that variants will arise that can overcome the immunity conferred by vaccinations or prior infections. We just saw from the CNN article and the small percentage of the actual contractions of COVID that it likely reflected that something is not what we're being told, isn't it? Isn't that clear at this point? The conversation report, conversation.com then states, we must maintain strong public health measures in tandem with vaccine programs in every country. They're emphatic about that. Everyone must get the injection. The report then states, quote, that's why we have called for a global strategy of maximum oppression. Oh, excuse me, Freudian slip. Maximum suppression. 
What do they go on to suggest? Genomic surveillance programs to identify and quickly characterize emerging variants in as many countries as possible around the world. Next, rapid large-scale second-generation vaccine programs and increased production capacity that can support equity in vaccine distribution. That's equal oppression. You decide. Next, adapting public health measures such as double masking. Why not three or four, five or six? Where do you want to draw the line? And finally, they state this, behavioral, environmental, social, and systems interventions, such as enabling ventilation, distancing between people, and an effective fine test, trace, and isolate system. Sounds, again, a lot like the cattle monitoring systems that ranchers use. Exactly the same. Then there's this headline to consider from last week. Word for word, look at my morally righteous shot in the arm, exclamation point. The trend of celebrities posting vaccine selfies is infantile. That's the headline report. But is it actually infantile? No, it's much, much more than that. The mainstream media is trying to convince us that COVID injection selfies are a wonderful thing, that total compliance with official narratives is a wonderful thing, and no one should do otherwise. Speaking of official narratives that were being taught and trained to blindly believe. This from last week, Oxford University scientists who collaborated with AstraZeneca to develop their COVID-19 vaccine are now working on a vaccine to treat sexually transmitted diseases. What could go wrong? How reassuring. The very same institutions that are colluding with and cooperating with and funded by individuals and entities that have long since stated on the record that the global human population needs to be dramatically reduced. These Individuals at Oxford are now, at least we are told, doing everything they can to be sure there is no fear of STDs so populations can pick up with mass unprotected proliferation practices so we can really pump up the human population. Yeah, that certainly makes sense coming from these people that the global controllers want to help us. They want to help us all out on that front. How can anyone rationally believe that? From multiple sources... Vaccinations now mandatory for Burning Man event attendees. From that report, the new rules set forth would require all attendees and vendors of the Burning Man Festival in Black Rock, Nevada to be vaccinated and possibly even show proof of such. So much for the theme of that event, now subservient to the official narrative. On the subject of burning, let's change gears to the bottom line of unfolding biosphere collapse. This headline from last week, this has never happened. California's only wildfire research center makes scary discovery. From that report, this year, the fuel moisture content across the Santa Cruz mountains is terrifyingly low as the state moves out of a second consecutive rainy season marked by dry conditions. That's a total ridiculous understatement. I'll elaborate in a moment. The 2021 winter was the third driest on record according to the California Department of Water Resources. The region's reservoirs are beginning to see the impact and are half their total capacity. That's also a lie. Many are far less than half. The Sacramento River was a trickle all winter long. Lake Shasta is way, way down. Lake Mead down to, I believe, 40% of its capacity, and this is in the springtime. This report then states, on April 2nd, lab researchers visited Blackberry Hill, collected chemise samples, that's a form of native brush, and conducted calculations that reveal a shocking number. The average fuel moisture content for this site is generally 137%. The previous low was 115%. This year, it was 97%, and it's 
only spring. This value is even lower than what was observed amid the state's major drought that ran from 2012 to 2016. There's problems with that statement. I'll get to that in a moment. These values are the lowest we have ever observed, the report states. This suggests that the plants are very stressed and that the lack of rain is resulting in drier conditions for this time of year. Do we need a scientist to tell us that? Do we need a team of scientists to tell us that? We know it hasn't been raining and know it's not a recent drought. It's been ongoing and worsening for a decade and a half. Last week from CBS News and other sources, this Western U.S. may be entering its most severe drought in modern history. This report states in 2000, the Western U.S. entered the beginning of what scientists call a mega drought, the second worst in 1,200 years, triggered by a combination of, quote, natural dry cycle and human-caused climate change. Where is the mention of climate engineering? And there's nothing, nothing natural about this drought cycle. Nothing. Total disinformation from the criminal cabal known as mainstream media and all the scientific agencies, all of them serving the power structure. The CBS report then states, quote, there is little doubt that the drought in the West, especially the Southwest this summer and fall, will be the most intense in recent memory. In recent memory? What about this headline from 2014? Again, multiple science sources California drought worst in 1,200 years. That's from Time Magazine, UK Guardian, NBC, ABC, CNN, The Weather Channel. It goes on and on. Where's the recent memory part? They always try to downplay the increasing cataclysms, claiming it's the worst in X amount of years when it's the worst ever recorded in human history, but they downplay that. And people tend to think, oh, it happened before. Can't be that bad. Part of some cycle. That's what they want you to think. There's nothing natural about it. There is no natural weather on the planet at this point, period. The entire system has been derailed. Not to mention that every breath that you, I, and everyone else takes is tainted with highly toxic climate engineering nanoparticles that are highly bioavailable, highly bioaccumulative, that inflame our respiratory systems and make us all far more susceptible to any and every pathogen, including CB19. That's backed up by peer-reviewed study, by the way. From BBC last week and other sources, why India and Nepal's forest fires are worrying scientists. Again, no mention of a climate engineering elephant in the room that's disrupting the hydrological cycle. Another headline from last week, prolonged dry spell. Many parts of North India and Nepal have seen prolonged dry spell in the past few months, leaving the forest tender dry. This is happening all over the globe. But from CV-19 to climate engineering, so many still cling to the belief that those in power would never do anything to harm them or to harm the planet on which they, those in power, also depend. And such conclusions couldn't be further from the truth. How many examples do we need to prove this fact? I've given that over and over Psychological profiles prove that those in power do not consider the consequences of their actions even to themselves. The climate engineers are busy engineering winter weather warfare. Such events are then highly sensationalized by the power structure owned weather disseminating agencies like the Weather Channel. With the last headline in mind, i.e. the record cold in Alaska, let's consider this new report from the University of Alaska from last week. Quote, research investigates chemical compound found in Fairbanks winter air. That's Fairbanks, Alaska. If you want to know what we're breathing, view the dimming on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Also, search the engineering winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to gain an in-depth understanding of this core aspect of climate engineering. Patented processes of chemical ice nucleation for cloud seeding, i.e. engineering winter weather events. Also from multiple sources last week, historic freeze wreaks havoc on the majority of this year's fruit harvest in France. Again and again and again, we see these types of events Weather and temperature whiplash scenarios. This is not 
random acts of nature. Another from Scientific American last week, heat trapping methane surged in 2020. From that report, aquatic ecosystems, many altered by human activities, played a surprisingly large role. What Geoengineering Watch has stated for over a decade, methane is thawing, releasing, migrating into the atmosphere, and covering the planet like a layer of glass, and climate engineering operations are further fueling that process, not helping it, not mitigating it, further fueling it. Next headline from EcoWatch.com. Underwater robot detects more warm water beneath Antarctica's doomsday glacier. A scenario that may lead to the collapse of Antarctica's Thwaites Glacier. There's no may, there's no could, there's no might. It's coming. Another headline. Last week, Russia building most powerful icebreaker fleet aims for year-round sailing on its Arctic sea route. Not going to need those icebreakers for much longer because we're going to have an ice-free Arctic in the summer. Certainly close. Chemical sea ice nucleation is what is hiding that fact for the moment. Another from the conversation.com. The ocean is becoming more stable. Here's why that might not be a good thing. No could, may, might. It's a horrific thing. It's a life threatening thing for the entire planet. It's called Canfield Ocean, i.e. superheated, stratified, oxygenless seas. And if the seas die, we will die. Another headline from Climate Action Australia and other so-called science sources. Sea levels are going to rise by at least 20 feet. Think about that, and that is extremely conservative. These headlines keep coming out and coming out and coming out that it's far worse than anything we've been told, and that is exactly what we stated at geoengineeringwatch.org for the entire span of our existence while trying to expose a factor that is key in the entire equation, global climate engineering operations. On that note, final headline for this broadcast. Quote, starting then stopping geoengineering could dangerously accelerate climate change. A new study shows how starting and stopping efforts to reverse climate change could speed up global warming. Again, no could, no may, no might. This headline, this report, this conclusion from the so-called climate science community couldn't be more false. Though there are countless forms of human damage to our once thriving planet, the weather warfare assault is the single biggest hole in the bottom of the boat, i.e. planet Earth's remaining life support systems. If the intentional interference with these systems is not exposed and halted, we have no chance, none. I will part with this message. This is only the beginning, the very beginning. Far worse is coming, in fact, already unfolding at blinding speed. If we, the human race, remain in the current course, we don't have much time. Impact is imminent. Thus far, unfortunately, many have chosen to shut down when they are exposed to dire information, like that which is covered in this Global Alert News broadcast. Societies have been trained to turn two blind eyes to any and all news that is not what they want to hear. But how does turning away help? Answer, it doesn't. Turning away will only ensure our collective near-term demise. It is a grave mistake to underestimate one's personal power to affect the equation at hand, to affect the whole. As I stated in my message at the end of the dimming documentary, any one of us could be the final grain of sand that tilts the scale in the right direction. Search the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more about how you can help to turn the tide. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Until the next installment of Global Alert News, stay safe, stay strong. This is Dane Wigginton with geoengineeringwatch.org.